With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 15. On today's Fantasy Baseball 15, we'll discuss Kyle Schwarber's power binge and Wander Franco's impending arrival. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy. Three. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, June 21st, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. I'm Al Melchior. I'm here with Michael Beller on, well, not quite Wander Franco Day, but let's celebrate a day early. Uh, Wander Franco uh, reportedly being called up on Tuesday for the Rays. So, you know, I I don't know what there's to say. Obviously, you, you pick them up everywhere. But I guess it's just, Michael, I think it's time to have that evergreen reminder that, you know, Mike Trout struggled when he came up. We've had a bunch of prospects this year struggle. Um, so is there is there anything to do or just, you know, plug him, let him play and, and hope for the best? Plug him, let him play, hope for the best. And I assume that's what the Rays are doing, too, that they are not making this move with their top prospect, with the top prospect in baseball to have him be a part time player. Uh, so as long as that's the case, this is a very, very exciting time in baseball to get another one of uh, these just young, super talented players up into the majors. I would love to see him hit the ground running. I will be patient with him on a one team where I do have him. If he does not do that, I think we everyone should be. I think the Rays should be. Uh, but I think this is a guy who is equipped to succeed right off the bat here. So very fun, very exciting news from the Rays coming out last night. Yeah, and certainly nothing left to prove at AAA, uh, 323, seven home runs, five stolen bases. So it is time. Many of us probably thinking it's beyond time, but Wander Franco is here. So if you got him, start him. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. did not play on Sunday. He aggravated his shoulder injury on Saturday. He is expected to return on Monday against the Dodgers. So uh, looks like there's no dilemma there in starting Fernando Tatis Jr. Couple of IL moves uh, of note here. Austin Gomber. This is a bummer, Michael, because uh, Gomber's been a great, great story this year. Um, but to the IL with forearm tightness, so that's always um, worrisome when you see that injury. Uh, Carson Kelly on the IL with a fractured wrist, so uh, you've got to be finding a long-term replacement for him. Uh, in my two-catcher, twelve-team uh, Tout Wars league, I went with Victor Caratini who actually filled in for Kelly the first time he was on IL mm-hmm. this year. So it gives you an idea of what's out there in two catcher leagues. Uh, not a lot, but obviously one catcher leagues you've got. Got better options. Uh, Jacob deGrom still slated to start here on Monday against the Braves in game one of that doubleheader. And in fact, we, we don't really have a whole lot of time to wait and see if there's a change in his status because as scheduled, deGrom would throw the first pitch of the week. So this is one case where your rolling lineup locks uh, aren't going to help you. But as of now, 
DeGrom slated to start. Brady Singer also slated to start on Tuesday, uh, in spite of the fact that he had been dealing with the shoulder issue. Uh, that's at the Yankees. So certainly as a single start, Michael, that, that doesn't look great, but uh, <laughs> I just noticed you added LOL to the notes. Uh, but uh, he does line up for a second start at Texas. So I just happen to be one of the people that's, you know, in this situation where I have to make a weekly decision on Brady Singer with that two-step. If you were me, what would you do? I would probably uh, roll him out there, even though it's a it's a tough start, um, you know, against the Yankees. I would probably still roll him out there. That first start is so good. And if you've got him on your roster and you're not going to use him in this situation, why is he on your roster? That's really the question to me. Uh, I suppose. And the only, you know... Uh, reply I have to that is that uh, maybe it comes with a little extra risk this week with the mm-hmm. shoulder issue, but point well taken. And I almost <laughs> certainly will start him in that 12 teamer where I've got him. Uh, Al- Albert Alzali is going to return for the Cubs on Monday, start against Cleveland. So great news there. Get him back in your rotation. If you got him uh, still no timetable yet for Alex Bregman uh, and his quad injury. So uh, don't be looking for him to come back anytime soon. Corey Seager, on the other hand, he is slated to start a rehab assignment this week. So good development there for Corey Seager. And a couple of closer notes. Uh, Michael Fulmer getting the save for the Tigers at the Angels on Sunday. One inning pitch, uh, three strikeouts, did have a walk. So it wasn't a perfect inning for Fulmer, but still pretty darn good. Has back-to-back saves for the Tigers in terms of the last two saves recorded. Uh, I know that's not exactly a uh, you know undeniable grip on the job, <laughs> but uh, is is uh, Fulmer you know moving up in terms of your your interest uh, you know to this trend? Yeah, I think he is, and I think it's going to be pretty close to an undeniable grip on the job if for no other reason than the Tigers want to show off what they've got in Fulmer. He's going to be somewhere else. He is going to get traded, and the best way to show him off is to get him saved. So I think he keeps the job because the Tigers want to move him before the trade deadline. All right, and TJ Antone, he is expected to be activated on Tuesday. So especially in saves and holds leagues, get him activated. Remains to be seen how he'll re-enter, if he re-enters into the Reds' uh, save mix. Or Lucas Sims just, just has that job now. So we shall see. All right, well, let's take a look back at the action on Sunday, Michael. And, of course, we do have to start here with the Schwarbs. Kyle Schwarber with a three-homer game on the heels of a two-homer game. So I'm doing the math here. That's five homers in two games. That ties a major league record up to 18 on the season. And nine homers his last 10 games. So this isn't just a a weekend uh, splurge for him. Nine home runs in his last 10 games. Uh, Even with that power binge. Schwarber is the 53rd ranked hitter in Roto 5x5 standard uh, scoring, Uh, but among outfielders, ranks 23rd. Uh, But there's several outfielders ahead of him that I, I think, you know, are not players that, that people necessarily would expect. Uh, Chris Taylor is the 10th ranked Roto outfielder right now. Rymel Tapia, 12th. Mark Hanna, 13th. Mark Reynolds is well ahead of him, uh, just to give another example there. Is this an opportunity maybe to trade somebody on just an incredible uh, heater for somebody like a, a Chris Taylor that maybe doesn't excite uh, a lot of uh, fancy managers? I think for any of these guys specifically, it's going to come down more to need. Schwarber is the most reliable power guy out of these. So I think it would come more down to that. 
than anything. I do think, though, that this is a great time to think about trading Schwarber because of this heater he's on. And really, this heater extends back into like mid-May. He was terrible the first six weeks or so of the season. He's done basically all of his damage this year since then. And so even though I would be having discussions for him, like this is a, a legitimate trade piece. You're not just selling high and getting out before things get ugly. Things, are, I think, are going to be pretty good for Kyle Schwarber uh, the rest of the season. So you are trading away someone who should be attractive, and that is really what you want to do. You don't want to just sell out on a guy before things go sour for him. You want to be in the market with someone who people want because that's going to get you a better return. I think Kyle Schwarber fits that bill right now. All right. A uh, few other hitters to make note of here. Harold Ramirez hit a sixth home run of the season on Sunday at Pittsburgh, uh, and now he's got three homers over his last two games, so not quite the, the same level as Kyle Schwarber, but uh, on a little power surge of his own. Striking out is just a 10.2% rate on the season for Ramirez, and the, the power is up this year, and, and he's getting some regular run with Cleveland. Uh, so I've, I've passed on Ramirez. I've probably missed my window in a lot of leagues, uh, but do you see him as legit at this point? Um, yeah, you know, I'd I'd love the playing time. And so as long as that's going to be there, then I do think that he's someone who's at least worth taking a shot on legitimate to me in this context is that like, do you think he can stay valuable enough to be worth taking a shot on? And I do think he's proved that to us so far. Okay. Uh, Abraham Toro, we've talked about him recently, uh, four for five on Sunday against the White Sox. That brings his batting average up to 348 and should get, if not necessarily every day playing time in the absence of Alex Bregman, uh, pretty steady playing time. Mm -hmm. So where do you see Toro as an appropriate target? Uh, what types of mixed leagues, if any, at this point? At DVR and I talked about this on the Sunday episode of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast where we break down waivers and fab, and we were both in agreement that he's a 15-team mixed guy, um, a guy who we both said we weren't going to go too crazy for. We were going to uh, put in bids higher than the min bid for him. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he definitely fits in those 15-team mixers. I actually got him in my 15-team Top Wars team uh, in uh, waivers yesterday. So I think he's someone who is going to have, as you said, not everyday playing time, but I think pretty consistent playing time so long as Alex Bregman is out and that 4-for-5 uh, effort he put together against the White Sox on Sunday certainly didn't hurt. All right, and a four-hit game for Wilmer Flores on Sunday, too, uh, which include a couple of homers, his fifth and sixth of the season against the Phillies. Batted third, but he's been kind of all over in terms of batting order, but not not down in the order. Um, and he's on a nine-game hitting streak. So really the only question for Flores right now is playing time. He's been kind of splitting time uh, with Jason Vossler. Uh, do you think he could play his way into more playing time? I think he could. I think that it, it, it's asking him to be someone who he hasn't been for basically his entire career. And so that's where I get a little bit dodgy on it. I think it's possible. I do not think it's likely. All right. And let's take a look at some of the pitchers. Sammy Long uh, in his first actual start for the Giants, not as a follower, bulk reliever and a good one. Uh, six innings, two runs on four hits and a walk with six strikeouts uh, against the Phillies. And so now he lines up for another start on Sunday against Oakland at home. Uh, is he a start this week? I guess it's time to start, to start taking him seriously with the way he's pitched since he's been getting an opportunity there. So, yeah, I would be totally comfortable throwing him against Oakland. If I already had him on my team, I like that spot. If I am going to be looking for streamer over the weekend, I think he's someone who fits that bill. I maybe wouldn't go out and like be actively aggressive in trying to get him in advance of this start. But if he was already someone who I was, uh, who I was rostering, then I do think this is a nice place to play him. 
All right. Uh, Adam Wainwright with a really nice start at Atlanta. Seven innings, one run, three hits, three walks. 11 big strikeouts for Wainwright. And over his last six, he's really kind of gone into a higher gear with 40 strikeouts over 40 innings uh, and a 270 ERA. Uh, now, Wainwright's probably not available outside of you know 10 teamers. Maybe he's out there in your 12 teamers. Definitely worth, worth checking on that. Uh, but my question is really more about um, how often to start him. Uh, is he must start at this point, especially uh, since he's he's trending upward, or do we still have to kind of pick our spots? I guess I would maybe be a little bit afraid of a really good lineup, but uh, otherwise, with the way he's been pitching lately, with the way he's gone over the last, what, six, seven starts or so, I think he's someone who you're going to want in there. It would take a pretty extreme circumstance to not play him. All right. And then a few other pitchers who should be widely available. Drew Smiley against the Cardinals. Uh, no runs over his five and two third innings. Uh, just one hit and five Ks. Uh, Alec Mills and Zach Thompson squaring off against each other in a low scoring uh, Cubs Marlins game. Uh, five scoreless for Alec Mills and for Zach Thompson. Uh, four uh, innings. No earned runs, but one unearned run, but no hits allowed in seven strikeouts. So, um, what do you see uh, in terms of the future for for these three? I like Smiley the best if I'm going to go after any of these three, but these three all feel like streamers to me. I don't think there's any reason, especially in the pitching environment that we have this year, that these guys are stick-on-roster sort of pitchers where you're starting them more often than not. These are streamers. All righty. And speaking of streamers, thank you for the segue. Uh, and this is going to be a short segment, the Monday streamers. It's a, a pretty small slate, uh, not really a lot of streaming possibilities out there. I've got one that I'm potentially interested in, Jake Odorizzi at Baltimore. But the, the Orioles at home are a pretty decent offensive team. So I don't think this is a gimme. I would lean towards starting Odorizzi. Uh, where do you land on this one? Yeah, I would too, and uh, we've talked about that a little bit, that this team, this Baltimore team, does have some pop, and Ryan Mountcastle swinging a very hot bat right now, so, you know, it's something to think about when you're going up against the Orioles when they're at home, they can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but I still feel good about Odorizzi, and if you are streaming him for this start, he gets the Pirates over the weekend as well, so this is a nice two-step for Odorizzi this week. Yeah, well, I'm definitely using them for that two-step. Uh, let's uh, while we're looking at the week ahead, look at a few players with some iffy health situations. Uh, Jose Ramirez dealing with a foot injury. He did pinch hit on Sunday. Uh, starter sit. I'm going to start Jose Ramirez. You know how I am on this. If the guy's pinch hitting on Sunday, I'm willing to roll the dice that he's going to be able to play the majority of the week. All right, Josh Donaldson and uh, his calf injury. Uh, bench him or start him. These one, this is a little bit dodgier just because of all the injuries Josh Donaldson has had. If I have someone who I am not putting in there as a break glass in case of emergency player, I'm going with that guy and I'm sitting Donaldson. All right. And Adelberto Mondesi uh, coming out of Sunday's game with a side injury. So uh, as of this recording, not really a, a whole lot of other information on him. So in the in that informational void, what do you do? In that informational void, I sit him for a guy who uh, really counts on his speed for value, speed and power. I mean, a side injury can sap both of those things. So I'm going to stay away from him unless we get some good news from the Royals before I have to lock in my lineups. Okay. And then just winding up here with a couple players that are expected to come off the injured list early this week, Luke Voigt and Jeff McNeil. They're playing in the in the first games for their respective teams. Luke Voigt and Jeff McNeil, uh, start or bench? Um, I'm going to start them. I'm going to start them for sure. If they're coming off the IL, they're good to go. They're as fresh as they could possibly be, right? So I feel good about getting both of those New Yorkers back into my lineup. 
All righty. So uh, sounds good. Good way to start off the week. Uh, just remind you as we wind up this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 that if you do have an opportunity to rate and review the podcast, uh, we thank you for doing so in advance. For Michael Beller, I'm Al Melkier, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday. <laughs>